this fantasy football injuries and DFS picks week nine edition of the sports gambling podcast is presented by win bet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Hey, everybody, Joe Theismann here. You're listening to SGPN. So do this, let it ride. Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I am Sean stacking that money green with my partner picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. What's happening? Kramer. Oh baby. It just feels like a good week. Feels like a good week to be alive. Uh, we're sharps at the DFS game. We're back to being sharps at picking NFL games, picking college football. So, uh, for my money, I think we're peaking at the right time. Not peaking, but crescendoing to peak at the right time. Yes, our peak is uh, like upcoming. a league, like a league winner. We want to <laughs> we want to get it done at the right time. We're gonna be hitting our stride for the fantasy football playoffs. What a show we got for you today. Uh, we will be joined by SGPN football doc in just a second talking. There's been a number of big injuries, number of big trades, a uh, number of big incidents uh, off the field that uh, just trying to wrap your head around as you make this stretch run into the fantasy football playoffs, bunch of questions. Uh, you know, I mean, and injuries, the injury stuffs too. guys coming off injury. Are they going to be all right? Where are we at? Plenty of questions to get to that. Then we're gonna hit on some real meta DGens, and of course, our Week Nine DFS lineups. Feel like the oh man, that 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 uh, Kamara Jameis Winston lineup I gave out. That stack was so fun. Oh, I know that that just Honestly, felt like the lineup that could have been. Poor Jameis. Uh, is there a guy that you feel? I feel so bad for. Him. <laughs> what did he ever do to deserve that? He didn't. He didn't. Well. There's some some allegations. All right, let's get to it. Before we talk to the good doc, want to shout out WinBet. WinBet is the presenting sponsor of the Sports Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Ooh, and uh, if you're in West Virginia, good news. WinBet is now live in West Virginia. That's right. I mean, the good folks of West Virginia, they can bet $1 and win 100 on any sport. Plus a nice wager match up to $1,500 college football matchings here, college basketball, right around the corner. Win bet. I was just on their site. They already have the lines up for opening night tip for college basketball. And of course 
your home for college football and the National Football League. Just head over to winbet.com, W I N N B E T.com to start winning today. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet, W I N N B E T.com. Joining us on the line from an undisclosed location, serving the greatest country in the world, the United States of America, Sebastian Fearon, aka SGPN Football Doc on Twitter. Sebastian, how is it? How is it uh, following at the NFL when you're uh, when you're putting your time in? Well, you know, I just I'll just say this, you know, uh, go America, greatest country in the world, go Army, greatest branch in this country, and go Uh-oh. football. You know, so. <laughs> Well, real quick, I love serving this country and serving the people of DJ Nation. And just one oh, of yeah. us, only one of us, picked Army this week, uh, <laughs> and he's talking right now. Ooh. So just pointing that out. Be so, Air Force. I was going to drop that at the end, but we can get to it. Be Air Force. Right hell now. yeah. Be there. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Sebastian. I, I really like Air Force Lane two and a half. Uh, check out the College Football Pod. We dive deep into that. All right, let's get into it. First off, Derrick Henry. Oh. A brutal, brutal uh, injury. I mean, I guess we kind of saw this coming. Historic workload, and his foot gives out. It appears to be a Liz Frank injury. Sounds like he's going to be out for the rest of the season. My first question is: Is this an injury we could have predicted, or or is this an injury that maybe if the Titans didn't run him into the ground, he could have avoided? Yeah, no, I'm going to say no. Um, so I've actually, I don't think it's been confirmed yet as far as what exactly the injury is. I've seen some things saying it's a Jones fracture, uh, which essentially is just breaking your pinky toe, which is a pretty common NFL injury actually. Um, but uh, it, yeah, no, I, I mean, it, that's kind of tough. I mean, anytime you play football, there's going to be some liability. So I don't think that, you know, them, they caused it in any way. Now I don't buy into that. I think, you know, he had just as much likelihood as any other player to do that. Um, yeah. But as far as his injury, he's getting surgery this week. If he hasn't gotten it already, he's kind of got a wide timeline. They're giving it like six to 12 weeks just because it's kind of unknown. Um, but I would say somewhere around that eight week range is probably more realistic. Cause when you start pushing six, uh, they've kind of done some research on this specific injury that shows like, anything six or below, it's pretty high re-injury rate. Um, so uh, for the Titans kind of franchise, they're going to probably want to hold them back at least until about eight weeks there. It's funny. You say pinky toe. I, I, I thought it was a different part of the foot. And when you say pinky and injure, I can't help but think Ronnie Lott and just imagine in a world where Derrick Henry just says, "Chop off my pinky toe." I mean, I've seen Derrick get rid of it. Right, we've seen Derrick Henry run. Does that guy need a pinky toe? I feel like. <laughs> I feel like if there's someone that maybe doesn't, but you know, as uh, Sebastian, I'm sure medical professional will point out, it is a pretty critical a piece of the foot. So uh, yeah, I mean, I guess for for those saying, who could have predicted this? Well, I could have predicted this, Sean, taking the under <laughs> yes. 1,550 yards on Derrick Henry. Look, th- it literally is, is like no one other than Eric Dickerson and, and can, can, could, could get past this, the 370 rule. So unfortunately yeah, he was on pace for 500 touches, which is insane. Unfortunately, <laughs> he does not look 
the part of a guy who's breaking down, but you know, rest in peace, big dog. Prayers up. Hopefully, LeBron got his prayers out to Derrick Henry this week. He did. Uh, I did see LeBron saying, uh, you know, free uh, wide receiver one. Hashtag Odell's gonna show him. Trying to somehow stoke some uh, trade stuff for Odell Beckham Jr. Of course, the the, uh, the video uh, and shout out to our social guy Dom does a killer job. Uh, he sent us the link of. Odell's dad tweeting out a 11 minute video of Baker throwing to Odell Beckham and not, uh, you know, overthrowing him and not completing him. Um, getting to getting to the injury though in that situation, Baker Mayfield, he has a, I, I think I believe it's called a torn labrum on his non-throwing shoulder, and and the you know the uneducated masses would just say, well, it's his left shoulder, he can still throw, but how does that potentially impact his his motion and just his throwing and ability to play in general. Yeah, absolutely. No, I actually, you know, um, I think if it was up to Baker, uh, he would have played that Thursday night game uh, against Denver. Um, but essentially he tore his labrum earlier in the year. And when you tear it, you know, like you're going to get surgery at the end of the year, but because it's his non throwing arm, like you were saying, he could play through it. But then a couple weeks later, he retore it. I mean, so basically what that just means is it's, that much more painful and that much more like he just basically doesn't want to take a hit because it's like the, with the pain increasing and yeah, he can take some painkillers and stuff, but uh, it just is in his head more as far as like, you know, it, it affects his mobility. I would say outside the pocket and he's going to be cognizant anytime he takes a hit because that's not going to feel good. And I don't think defenders are going to uh, cater to uh, just his throwing on side. So you know, I, I think from a throwing motion to mechanics, I don't know how much of an effect that will have, but I think more mental and just dealing with the pain as far as, you know, I don't think Baker is going to be your best uh, fantasy quarterback anyway, but now he's kind of <laughs> playing with a handicap. Uh, yeah. He's, he's definitely nowhere near any of my lineup. Fran- franchise Baker. quarterback playing through an injury is certainly playing through an injury that could not possibly get worse. And it's purely a pain tolerance injury. You know what, Sean? Have a little bit of experience here. Tore my labrum. <laughs> I, I got it repaired with a bank cart region. I'll drop some medical terms. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing: I played through like a, a season and a, multiple seasons of rugby with this. It, it's purely pain tolerance, and, and for me, every time my right shoulder popped out and popped back in, and more stuff got torn, it became less painful. And it got to the point where I could pop it in and out at parties as like a trick. And so what I what I would look uh, to Baker Mayfield, a man who's dangerous, a man who has a large home, a man who uh, likes living in the spotlight, but also hates living in the spotlight. Suck it the fuck up. You playing Cleveland, bro. Get through the season. Well, I, I think feel he is, dangerous. I think he is getting through. He's just not playing up to his Below average level. He's I mean, honestly, below, below average. If you're right not now. throwing and you're not having to like catch the ball above your head like a receiver, I see no reason why he can't sack it up. Fifteen years <laughs> he, ago, he had, is he is playing. He's just he, he's clearly not playing. He sucks though. That's the yeah, problem. Well, but uh, that, that, that could have happened. That could have happened pre-injury. All right, getting into uh, fantasy football stuff that uh, directly affects Kramer and I in our high our uh, high stakes. Uh, Crypto League, we drafted Christian McCaffrey, even though I went on a tirade saying he would get injured. Kramer convinced me, and I fell to the peer pressure of, oh, I got to, I guess we got to draft him. We have the number one overall pick. I don't know who we should have taken. I guess Dalvin Cook uh, or Derrick Henry. That still would have been a good run. That looks good. 
what uh, it seems like Christian McCaffrey was close to, or, or no, sorry. He, he was close to coming back. Then they put him on the IR. Now he's eligible mm-hmm. to re- return from the IR. Do we finally get Christian McCaffrey back this Sunday? Oof. Uh, my, yeah, I'm going to go with no at this point. I mean, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how he comes back to practice. But I mean, when you guys were saying, you know, let's look for some guys that, you know, maybe trade for that come back from injury. McCaffrey was someone who I thought of to definitely avoid, honestly, um, because of the nature of the injury. So we're talking hamstring here. And like you were saying, so what October 6th, he came back to practice. There was talks about him playing week five, week six, and then he was getting better. He was getting better. And then all of a sudden he's on the IR. So they can say whatever they want, but essentially what happens is he re-injured. So some of those muscle fibers just retore. And usually with that type of injury, the second injury is more severe than the first. Mm. So that's why you really don't want to rush things like a groin injury, calf strain or a hamstring strain, because the second that muscles already kind of get weaker and then you re-tear it again. And now it's got to start from ground one. So, um, you know, I just, I don't really see McCaffrey producing at McCaffrey levels really for him. I mean, unless they're going to keep him on IR for another couple of weeks and just let him rest. Yeah. If anything, if if you can find someone that's going to give you something, even like an RB two for him right now, I think I I would take that. Maybe we cash it on the news. (laughs) We cash it on the news of him coming back. And uh, and, this news for a while. So yeah. And unload him. What about your, uh, what about your boy Saquon Barkley? I know, uh, Giants fans, that's the reason why they're struggling. Uh, Saquon not out on the field. It's not nothing to do with why they're struggling. Oh, okay. I thought that was the Fuck latest off, excuse. Sean. We have a guest. <laughs> You're being rude. Sorry, Sebastian. Saquon Barkley, does he come back this week? He he hasn't been placed uh, on IR. Yeah, actually, you know, I would say he has a decent chance to come back this week, but uh, I really hope and pray that uh, he doesn't come back next year. Because uh, this has been a, a very, very tough road with Saquon for as good as town is. But uh, for this specific injury, uh, it's just a low ankle sprain. So that's kind of the ones we think about when we sprain our ankles playing basketball or as we're kids. You know, your foot kind of, your ankle rolls under you. Those lateral ligaments uh, kind of get damaged, which that's a common injury because they're the kind of weakest part of the foot there. Um, so the good news is that he looks like he's aiming a week. Yeah. And that week nine return. The only thing is the giants do have a bye week week 10 and, you know, thinking more long-term if the giants do plan on re-signing him, they may just hold him out until after the bye week because the season's already lost. Not to mention so, this is Booker looks okay. I mean, that like Part of this is that you like you don't necessarily like they didn't lose the Chiefs because Barkley wasn't out there. Barkley would have helped, yeah, but not. I think Booker producing maybe helps this yeah. decision. I mean, Saquon again, great example of why you don't need to invest in running backs. These these guys are comically comically replaceable. Derrick Henry does seem like the only running back that you could name in the NFL that they're gonna have trouble replacing. It seems like everyone else. Or maybe even McCaffrey. I mean, but I, I think that's just who they have behind him. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, we thought was maybe a little bit better. I mean, I was optimistic. Again, he's a rookie. Uh, it does seem like they can just with running backs, they just find these I guys off the a, street. I think there's a handful of guys that are definitely like better physically, like they. But to your point, you can generally uh, 
and a lot of offenses are kind of designed for this. You can generally plug guys in, especially into the zone, the zone schemes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sebastian. So you said maybe avoid, don't get cute and trade for Christian McCaffrey. However, or maybe if you have Christian McCaffrey, maybe unload him uh, probably should have unloaded him a couple weeks ago, but uh, what, what about some players that are either coming back from injury or, or just other ones that you think might be worth taking a shot on here? As we get to the halfway yeah. point, as we ramp up for the fantasy football playoffs, yeah, I got a couple guys in mind here. So we'll go ahead and start uh, over in Chicago uh, with David Montgomery there. So he's eligible to return from IR this week. His injury, kind of a weird one in the sense that they initially thought it was ACL, then they got good news that it wasn't ACL, but they never kind of said you know what it was in that regard. When you hyperextend your knee, there's only a couple things it really can be. You know, so it's either a bone bruise or just he sprained one of the knee ligaments or one of those things that stabilizes the knee there. So, you know, not season ending, which is great. And it looks like he should be returning soon. And I think that, you know, he was having a a really good year um, before he got injured. And I know Khalil Herbert, the uh, rookie from Virginia tech has been doing pretty well, but I think when he comes back in, uh, they're just going to keep feeding him and keep him the workhorse there. And then uh, another note is that Damien Williams, the original RB2, just got injured after having COVID. So he looks like he's going to be completely out of the picture. So I think Montgomery is going to come back, have a big role on an offense that they don't have much else going on. I'm not a big believer in their quarterback position there. Uh, but, you know, that might be the, the Giants bias of just trying to knock that draft pick down. But uh, yeah, I think David Montgomery is someone you should uh, definitely take a shot on. Ah oh, man, if he just stayed healthy, the that that bet I have on him to have the most rushing oh, yards would have well, been with ser- Derrick Henry going down would have been very much in play. Yeah, yeah. Although Derrick Henry has, I think, like something crazy, <laughs> uh, eighty more carries than the guy, like eighty-two more carries than the person in second place. Which and then in in the way the NFLs run today, that's like four games. I mean, there's. I think Derrick Henry could still finish top 10 in rushing yards and attempts uh, at the end of the season, which is kind of crazy considering we have nine games left, but that just goes to show uh, what insane pace and uh, you know, what kind of level he's been on anyone else uh, you like here, uh, Sebastian. Yeah. Uh, so a couple, yeah, a couple of wide receivers. So we'll go up to our, let's see, I guess it'd be down to Dallas uh, with uh, Michael Gallup. So he's probably been forgotten by a lot of people because he got hurt. Uh, was it? And well, yeah, I think it was week week one that opening game where he strained his calf muscle there and kind of you know it's taken him a while to get back. But uh, he returned to practice last week, um, so you know he wasn't quite there going into this last game. But it looks like he should be back this week. Um, and I just think uh, with that offense, you know, with their, I think the volume will be there, and I think he can be a, a viable wide receiver two, wide receiver three. And I think the big thing here is you could probably get them for really cheap or almost next to nothing. He might even be just some, someone uh, people dropped and just kind of forgotten about, but you know, I wouldn't, wouldn't spend a lot of value here, but if you can definitely get him for cheap, I think Gallup is worth taking a shot at. That's gross. I mean, it's an accurate <laughs> fantasy take, but it's also gross. Why well, I was looking up that the Derrick Henry stats. Disgusting act. Uh, d- just for reference, you you mentioned that Derrick Henry has 80 more carries. Derrick Henry has 219 carries. Number two is Joe Mixon at 137. Yeah, that's insane. Oh my god! So he he's he's at a point where if you look at um, 
He's literally uh he's triple the carries of uh number 29 Michael Carter. So he's just it's through the roof. I mean, he's got 937 yards. Second is Jonathan Taylor 649. Third is Nick Chubb at 584. I mean, again, you're talking about he's got double the yards of guys who are like right outside the top 10 in rushing. So he's definitely going to I mean, how many guys are going to go over 1000? He has 937. So. Yeah, that is uh, that is certainly crazy. Two, I mean, two nineteen carries. What, what were Just they gonna give him a give him a little uh, three dog, dog salute for our boy uh, Derek Henry. Thoughts and prayers for uh, D Hendo over there. All right, uh, Sebastian. Before we let you go, any any final thoughts on uh, some stardom situms? A little uh, injury advice and make sure you follow Sebastian on Twitter at SGPN Football Doc. Putting out a ton of great injury content, giving you injury updates for college, NFL putting out some videos, tons of good stuff. So make sure you follow him over there. Any other uh, final injury notes before we let you go? Yeah, go ahead. And uh, I'll end on a couple of good notes here. You know, I always feel like I'm bringing in the bad news. So I like <laughs> to, you know, spread a little bit of love, make sure I'm not just a Debbie downer, but uh, no, James Robinson, uh, one of the only bright spots coming out of sunny Jackson before that, uh, he looked like um, he, the injury might've been worse than it was, uh, but they're calling it just a bruised heel which essentially just is a bruise. Yeah. I mean, there's not much to it from what they're explaining and everything I've read. It seems to break a very superficial injury. So once that swelling and pain goes down, he should be good to go as long as they're not like kind of hiding anything from that. But uh, so he should still be good to go. They're calling it day to day. He probably can even play this week. Just go ahead and monitor there. And then uh, fan favorite, Rob Gronkowski, uh, you know, he's had, he had a great year and then just with all this, rib stuff. He came back and he has what they're called back spasms. Now, generally with back spasms, this is something that can kind of flare up, but it's not something that's going to keep you out multiple weeks and guys can kind of work their way to play through. The only thing we have to uh, look into here is that uh, with those cracked ribs, uh, just seeing if they can affect, but thankfully he gets a buy this week with the bucks. So I think both those guys should be uh, pretty good. I would not get scared off too much, but if you have either of those guys back spasms after a rib injury, huh? Yeah, lot going on with the old uh, with the old Gronk man. All right, well, uh, appreciate you calling in, Sebastian. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at SGPN Football Doc. Thanks, Sebastian. Absolutely, guys. Let's go. uh, Let's go, Army B Air Force. There. Hell yeah, let's go. (laughs) Thanks, man. Oh, whatever. We're good. All right, so let's move on. Okay. I mean, we're, we're. Oh, you're right. I thought uh, we were pre-recording this. We're live, Ryan. We are live. Perfect uh, transition, seamless. Let's uh, kick it over to this week's installment of Real Men of Dgens. There's actually there's two Real Men of Dgens. First, we have to talk about the guy who listed his ticket on PropSwap. Mm. Com. <laughs> he selected Mike White to lead the uh, league. NFL week eight in passing yards. He threw a hundred or sorry, a thousand dollars on it at one hundred and twenty-five to one. He was sitting on the ticket come Monday. So basically, you know, Daniel Jones or Patrick Mahomes would have to throw over four hundred and five yards. Unlikely. According to PropSwap, uh, he got an offer for seventy thousand dollars. He declined it. Yeah. Only. You don't buy insurance. And he let it ride. Uh so salute to him. I feel like he's an honorary uh, real men of DGENs. But, 
you know, there was a story that broke after we taped the college uh, football podcast, and we just we have to get to it in this week's edition of Real Men of DJs. Of course, brought <laughs> to you by PropSwap.com promo code SGP. SGPN presents Real Men of DJs. Real Men of DJs. We salute you, Jeff. Banks. That's right. Jeff Banks is the special teams coordinator for Texas football program. Apparently, Jeff decided to leave his wife and kids for a stripper known as Pole Assassin, who's been featured on Jerry Springer. Now, apparently, Pole Assassin has a monkey who performs with her when she's stripping. She refers to the monkey as an emotional support monkey. Now, apparently, uh, Coach Jeff Banks and uh, stripper assassin. Pole assassin had a trick or treat Halloween party, and the monkey got loose and attacked a young child. Where the monkey's jaws had to be pried off the small child. <laughs> oh my oh, god! I don't mean to laugh. No, I feel bad for the kid that's attacked by a monkey. But this story is insane. Is it the pole assassin or just pole assassin? Pole assassin. <laughs> oh my God. So much to unpack in that. Uh, what does this guy do for Sark? <laughs> See the uh, recruiting coordinator that it, it is uh it is an insane, insane. Uh, I mean, first of all, does he get respect for this story? Like, does this get him more credit? Yeah. I, I mean, if you're, if you're on a recruiting uh, trip and uh, you bring pole assassin with you, <laughs> if you're a kicker, I mean, if you're a kicker, what would you rather have a sleepover with John Harva or a sleepover <laughs> with pole assassin? You have to know when to come. Um, uh, all right, let's get to it. Let's talk uh week nine NFL DFS, but we do have to talk. Uh, it's already firing up in the chat. We do have to talk about uh, the Henry Ruggs story. That's insane. Henry Ruggs. I mean, I'm sure most people listening to this uh, <laughs> have, have heard the news. Uh, basically Henry Ruggs was involved in a DUI accident. Apparently got happened at like three 40 AM in Las Vegas. Uh, and uh, it sounds like he killed someone with his car, which sounds horrific. He's injured as well. I think he may have broke his hip. They're still kind of unpacking what's going on. So, I mean, that brutal beat for the Raiders. Uh, what a what a weird season they've had. And uh, obviously, I mean, it, I feel bad for the person involved in the accident. Uh, I do not see Henry Ruggs playing this week. Uh, you know, people ask it in the YouTube. I I mean, I think he's physically unable to. And it sounds like the Raiders have already put him out. So, uh, do not. If you if you have a Henry Ruggs, feel free to drop Henry Ruggs right now. He's definitely a sit. If there's any start sit questions on Henry Ruggs, he is sit. Uh, he's going to be sitting possibly behind bars for a long time. So uh, tragedy uh, strikes in Las Vegas. Insane story. And oh, not that it's high up on the list of of what you should be worried about, but man, I felt like I was ahead of market with some of his over receiving yards. All that uh, a down lot of the basketball trend. teams down the yeah. I, I just don't understand how you can be an NFL player and not just get a like. Yeah, I mean Uber taxis they're everywhere in Vegas. Even get like a suite. I mean when we walked out of uh, opening night, I forget where we were watching uh, the opening night game. 
And there were like five of us and there was just a giant limo there hanging out. And we go, Hey, uh, can you take us, you know, up the strip? Here's a hundred dollars for five people. It's 20 bucks a head. Like there's so many different ways to get a ride in Las Vegas. So obviously uh, don't drink and drive. And yeah, everyone, a lot of people are pointing out that it was only a matter of time before something happened crazy in Vegas. You throw the NFL players in there, but uh, yeah, I, I feel like this Vegas is catching some shrapnel here. This is just a <laughs> A guy who was coming home wasted. He's a young guy who had a you know a Corvette and was probably just had too much to drink. It was like, hey, I'm gonna open it up, and yeah, unfortunately the accident happened. All right, let's get to the game on the field. Now I did have uh, full disclosure, Ryan. I did have, and that's probably why I fumbled the uh, transition there. I did have Christian McCaffrey in my lineup and in DFS. Maybe that was just my optimism for our season long team, me trying to will it to happen. But uh, after listening to SGPN football doc, I really got to take him out of the lineup. So I, I've removed him from the lineup. Okay. But if he plays, I I might uh, squeeze him back in there. What I'm, are you doing? Who are you starting at quarterback? Oh, this looking week? at six lineups. Really? I got six lineups in front of me. Six. Six different quarterbacks. There's so much opportunity this week. I, I kind of want to be different, and I'm gonna do it. I'm making the final decision. As much as I want to roll the Cousins lineup out there, no sir. Give me Tua in an absolute. Oh my God. This is the first day of the rest of my life game. Deshaun Watson is not coming to town. Tua's been surprisingly productive. Uh, in the in the couple games leading up uh, to the last game, where he still put up 16 points last week, but 28 and 25 before that. Now, who do they have? The mighty Texans, which they're completely out on playing football this year. Teams are putting up points. I don't know if you saw what Matty Stafford did. Oh yeah, I like Tua to be a fun contrarian quarterback this week, and and, and, and kind of well, it's a must win for Miami. I guess it's just also because a must win. But now he knows. All right, I at least have nine more games. Well, and also, doesn't he want to show that he's good and that they sh- they made the right decision by not trading for him? I mean, it sounded like they wanted to trade for uh, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson wouldn't agree to settling the civil claims, and so then Miami ownership didn't want to trade for him. That seems to be the case, according to reports. But isn't this just a classic FU game by Tua? It seems if he like has that game in his if tank. he has the game in him, it's he's got a, ba- a bad defense on deck. This this is the moment. So uh, this is an ultimate GPP squad right here. So let's go. Let's roll it out, Tua. And and I guess I should tell you how much he was, Sean, because I did save some money here, fifty eight hundred. Not well, the cheapest quarterback I rolled out so far. Coming off a uh, very ugly win, and Minnesota goes on the road. I like, uh, and I feel like I don't play him enough in DFS. But give me Lamar Jackson, seventy three hundred dollars mm. at home against this Vikings defense. It's a non conference road spot for the Vikings. Kind of a dream, coming off a dream crusher game at home against the uh, Cowboys, and you know Cooper Rush, Carson Wentz's stunt double was shredding them. I, I mean, and Lamar is coming off a kind of, I mean, they got their ass kicked by the Bengals. I, I think this is a get up spot for the Ravens at home. I, I like them a lot. Uh, so give me the, give me the Ravens. Give me the Lamar Jackson stack starting at 7,300. Yeah. I, I, 
So shockingly, Sean, I don't have a Lamar team yet. So I guess I'll have at least seven lineups because I do like. Don't you Lamar. like him against this Vikings defense? I think so. I have a cousin stack. Uh, I like the game, so yeah, I'll, I'll find a way to play in Lamar. I, I think, and it also now I could see it getting high scoring too because Baltimore has their issues on defense. I as also well. just like stacking Lamar because you can either go single stack with a tight end, uh, or you can even stack in a cheap running back if you want to dabble with who that is. I'm sure you did neither of those. Maybe the tight end, but I'll uh, I'll go with my first running back. He, this guy is in a ton of my lineups, and that's Alvin Kamara. A fun stack, yep. solo stack with Taysom Hill this week. If Taysom Ooh. Hill's going to play, sounds like Taysom Toss Hill. Toss that out there. But I, I think in in a situation where Alvin Kamara uh, against the Falcons team that gives up points to the running back, um, paying up perhaps that helps him not be totally uh, chalky this week. But I, I just I love him to have a huge game, whether it's Taysom Hill. Whether it is uh, Trevor Simeon, I think Alvin Kamara is obviously going to see a lot of looks, and I think the uh, return of Ingram kind of helps Kamara because Ingram really does soften up the defense. Ingram just r- puts his head down and runs into him, so I think K- Kamara benefits from having kind of a teammate to 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 do that little little tag team action. Eighty two hundred Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I'm with you. I also have Alvin Kamara okay. eighty two hundred. I I think this New Orleans Atlanta game. Yeah, maybe it'll get ugly, kind of like the uh, Carolina Atlanta game. But I, I, I think it could be a little more high scoring, more like what we saw in that New Orleans uh, Tampa Bay game. And uh, yeah, Kamara at eighty two hundred, it, it's still, I, I can't imagine another scenario where he's not the leading pass catcher. I mean, I guess the thing we have to worry about is if Taysom Hill is in there. It seems like he doesn't throw to Kamara as much. But I don't think they he has any sort of chemistry with the receivers or anything. So we're, we're also basing that off of a different team last year. Yeah, where uh, Michael Thomas was there too. So, so I, I, I wouldn't be so. I, I know that was a popular preseason narrative. I wouldn't be so quick to roll that out. So I obviously smash play, as they say. All right, smash I, play. I, I'm gonna just running back stack that game. Uh, give me the other side of it. Uh, Pat Cordell Patterson. He's becoming a goddamn Swiss Army knife. And as much as Kyle Pitts is a fun play for basically the, I think Kyle Pitts is 6,200. I could be wrong with that. I'm going to look it up as we're talking. Kyle Pitts, 5,900. I apologize. So paying up a little bit for Patterson, but Jesus Christ, I mean, is there easily makes my top five most fun football players to watch right now. Yeah. Every play is exciting. Uh, I think he's coming off a little bit of a down spot. Um, And again, I think when you look at the way that you're going to defend this Falcons team, if you're the saints, you're absolutely taking Kyle Pitts out of the game. And so I think, I think the guy who benefits here is Patterson. I think the usage is going to be interesting. He'll get carries, but I really think he's going to get a lot of targets. The saints are a, a pretty stout team against the run. I th- I just think you're getting a, a running back. Who's going to get uh, probably 10 to 12 carries and also get 10 to 12 targets in this one. So yeah, I give mean, me Patterson 6,300. Yeah, I'm with you. I oh, also wow. lockstep. I also have a uh, Patterson. I mean, you know, even if he doesn't do a ton on the ground, it feels like he's due for 10 carries at least. And then, you know, double digit targets are in the realm of possibilities. I mean, it's coming off a five catch five target game. And that was a pretty ugly game script. He still got I mean they only had 10 points and he still got 18.2 fantasy points. Don't uh, yeah, don't mistake DFS. them playing a gross game on the road on the long turf of uh or sorry, in at home against Carolina <laughs> with 
this this matchup, they, this this game always goes high scoring. This game's always going to turn into something more than you, than you'd expect. So I, I actually like. I think the the Falcons are interesting plays this week because I think people will maybe be mostly off them. Yeah, and it could be a letdown spot for New Orleans. I mean, you saw that locker room, you saw the fog machine, you saw Jameis dancing with his crutches. Like it, it's hard to get up for another division game back to back like that. Uh, that was a yeah. You're right. That was a huge game. All right, wide receiver one for me. What do you got? Give me uh, Cortland Sutton. Uh, he's a little bit higher priced than the stack, so I'll throw him out first. I I was going back and forth between Judy and Sutton, and it just seemed like watching Judy last week, he's still a little tentative. They're using <clears> him back, yeah. Um, so I I'm, I wanted to get one of the the, the receivers in this game. Uh, feels like if you want to go with a game stack, a Sutton and one of the Cowboys receivers would be a wise move. Broncos suddenly seem like they're completely out on this season. Um, strangely. Fifty nine hundred seems like a good price w- for the amount of targets he projects to have in this game. Uh, coming off a, an absolute low spot of four, uh, I like him to to bounce back. I think Teddy slowly getting healthier too because he's looked like trash. Oh, hopefully we're not close. Why do we to- never start Melvin Gordon? I know because we we like uh, Javante Williams in season long, but Melvin Gordon has been kind of sneaky, p- pretty good. Uh, I don't know if you start him this week against Dallas, but. You know he's been getting some catches and touchdowns. Like uh, he's diving for the goal line. He, I don't know. He's kind of an interesting play this week at fifty two hundred. I, I do not have him, but I, I realize he's one of our fantasy football blind spots. You know what? Actually, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna do I'm gonna late swap. I'm going okay. Judy in this spot. All right. I take that back. Uh, it just uh, some one of them. Uh, maybe I'll be wrong here, but it, it allows me to mini game stack a little differently. So oh. God, are you gonna put a cowboy in, Ryan? It's really gross. My first receiver, give me Justin Jefferson in that the bring back. Justin Jefferson, seventy five hundred dollars at the Ravens. The Ravens have struggled with uh, you know, receivers like Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson coming off his worst game of the year uh, in twenty twenty one, four targets, only two catches for twenty one yards. He looks like he got a little banged up in that game. He's not on the injury report right now, so that's a good sign. I like him to bounce back in a big way. Thielen got his touchdown last week. I feel like Justin Jefferson is due this week. So yeah, give me Jefferson at seventy five hundred. All right. As much as I love me some Devonte Parker, I'm going for the upside play, Ooh. and I think the upside play is Jalen Waddle coming off a four catch game where he saw twelve targets. Again, we're seeing a much worse defense. Uh, I'm thinking something like when they played the Jags and Waddle saw 13 targets. As much as I like Devontae Parker, uh, I'm going Waddle in this spot uh, for the ceiling, 5600. Uh, that was kind of what what. So basically, do you like Waddle and Judy, or do you like Sutton and Parker? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the upside of Waddle and Judy is much higher. I, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, that's where I that that was the you know the that, that's your GPP versus your cash game lineup, Ryan. I, I also think Parker is going to be heavily owned after that game, and and if anyone was watching the game closely, he did make that uh, cover saving tackle that Josh Allen then still went ahead and scored <laughs> for me. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go a waddle fifty six hundred. My uh, second receiver, give me Rashad Bateman. The yeah. stack with Lamar. This is a tournament play all the way. He's still too cheap. 
He's only four thousand dollars. I know pretty quiet rookie year so far. He was injured, but uh, the last game before the bye against the Bengals, six targets. Uh, he caught three of them for eighty yards. So, is there a world where they work Rashad a lot in this bye week as they prepare to unleash on the Minnesota Vikings? You're damn right. And you know we don't give. I, I forget who hit us up, but he, they were complaining we don't give uh, Hollywood Brown enough credit. And he had his like best game maybe of his career, uh, except for uh, every. I remember he killed it opening day back in 2019. Wow. But he came off a massive game, so I feel like he's going to be owned a lot more. So I'm kind of zagging here and taking Bateman at four thousand. I mean, six targets, two games in a row for at four thousand dollar at yeah. the bare minimum. Well, and he went. He turned six targets into three for eighty. Now imagine if he he. He gets five catches. Uh, what can, can he do? I mean, I you said he's a GPP play. I don't. Yeah, I might, I might play him in a cash line. You're right. He's so cheap. I I think cash is in play as well. Just from a target. Per, I mean, it's maybe not how you want to build your lineup, but yeah. Ryan, want to make sure we shout out BetQL tonight. Oh, that's right. You love listening to sports gambling talk radio, sports gambling podcast. Of course, that's why you're tuning in today. I know. I listen to a ton. A betting podcast, not only on our network, but uh, there's just a lot of good stuff out there. You can never have too much information, and I, I could listen to people talk about sports gambling all day. So, uh, of course, I've been checking out BetQL tonight. Got a bunch of fun hosts: Quentin Mayo from NBC Sports Washington, Ryan Horvat from 12:50 AM, The Fan, Trista Crick as well, Barstool alum. You can check them out on Odyssey, Spotify, or wherever your uh, wherever great podcasts are downloaded, aka your favorite podcast app. It's good whether you're a casual guy, die hard, and uh, they have fun as well, which I always appreciate. Not super dry. Don't like, don't like. Dry. Yeah, come on, have a little fun. It's gambling. It's supposed to be fun. Make sure you check out BetQL tonight. It's even more fun when you get the inside scoop with BetQL tonight. Kramer, what do we got? All right, let's uh, bring it back. Third receiver. Yeah, bringing it back with Nico Collins. Uh, similar to your, uh, and, and I apologies, not the bare minimum of four thousand, but similar to your uh, your Bateman play, Collins uh, six five and four targets uh, over his past three. He's not Brandon Cooks, but in a game where I think they're going to have to throw, and I think Brandon Cooks could draw a decent matchup here with Howard. So what is that? It naturally makes it easy to spend thirty six hundred for a bring back. Contrarian, I can't imagine a lot of Nico Collins ownership this week. <laughs> Although the targets for that price, maybe maybe he'll be you know greater than one percent. But Nico Collins is the play as the bring back. My third receiver, give me my boy Quez Watkins. He actually led the Eagles in snaps and routes run in that. Uh, Detroit game, and he still only had two catches on huh? two catches, eighteen yards. Again, well, they, I mean, it's just impressive. Jalen Hurts only had nine completions, <laughs> so you can look at it. You can look at it as he only had two catches, or he had twenty-five percent almost of the completions. That's pretty good. And uh, Jalen Rager is banged up. I think he's going to be the legit number two. Uh, Devonta Smith hasn't, you know, he started out good. They haven't really been finding a good role. Again, they ran the ball a ton. That felt like a little bit of an outlier game against the uh, Lions. Hopefully, a more balanced approach against the Chargers. But 
We've seen this Chargers defense. A, they have tons of issues with the run, but also, I, I mean, every once they get they've gotten hit by the deep ball a couple of times. I yeah. mean, you even saw Jacoby Myers. I think it was got got behind some of these guys. Quez Watkins is a speed guy. We saw if you remember, uh, it was like week two. He had that you know ninety yard catch uh, against the 49ers at home. I could see a similar scenario here for Quez. I think he's going to have a bigger role, and at thirty eight hundred, it's definitely worth a roll of the dice. Here. I feel like I just got to make a lineup with every quarterback. I feel like I, I sneakily like. like I think you know it makes a lot of sense to me to have a Hertz Goddard Quez Watkins with yeah. a bring back of Eckler. Like that sounds like it Eckler makes a or lot Mike of Mike Williams. Mike Williams coming off a down game. I, I think And our linebackers struggle. If you listen yeah. to the Diehard Eagles podcast, Ryan, which I know you never miss an episode, uh we were all over Eckler being like kind of us being able oh. to limit Eckler would be the key to the game. I ha- I have Eckler in some lineups. I, I definitely like him. Especially I mean th- th- in that kind of uh, as a bringback, he makes a lot of sense because he you see what they start doing with him when they're down in games. It's literally just ten ding, yard catch, ding, ten yard ding. catch, ten yard catch. All right, tight end. Let's uh, let's get it in there with Tua with Waddle uh, Gasecki obviously another situation where he you know what a week a week ago we were talking about a guy he's out there basically getting wide receiver targets six seven nine yeah. eight split him comes out off wide. a small uh, four target game only nine point eight points twenty one twenty two before that so again uh, we're going from Buffalo's defense. To Houston's defense, you've pointed out, Sean Buffalo's defense is actually good this year. Yeah. So, again, I'm really leaning into Tua, forty nine hundred. What Mike could Gusecki. go wrong? Well, you know, I I want to be different, Sean. I'm trying to win a million bucks. That's how you do it. Let's get on that different train, Ryan. I'm surprised uh, you didn't consider this gentleman, uh, Noah Fant, recently put on the COVID list, and our boy Albert O, the backup tight end, the wonder kid out of Denver. Who's been getting a lot of hype? Even last uh, week with Fant playing, he had three targets, three yeah. catches, thirty-four yards. Highly efficient guy. He's a guy, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. You know, not a guy who pushes it super down the field. A big target, a big safe target like Albert O. Bring it back. I mean, if you're and playing twenty-six hundred dollars, if you're playing the Dakota stack, mm. that's how you bring it back. You bring it back with Alberto. Alberto is just a. Uh, I'm playing Alberto naked, Ryan. Twenty six hundred dollars against the Cowboys, like the spot. All right, this is where I get. Uh, I think I'm going to get a little different from what people will play this week. I think a lot of people are going to play Rogers, Mahomes, Hill, and Adams. I have uh, both both quarterbacks already double stacked with a bring back. I don't think Aaron Jones is going to be super popular. Aaron Jones is seventy two hundred. Oh, Aaron Jones. I also have Aaron. Are you, Jones. We have the same three fucking yes. running backs. You you looked in my lineup. No, so I didn't. It can only well, you know, it, it's I, I, it's 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 a leverage play. It's, it's also a, it's a pivot play off the Devonte Adams chalk. Well, and I'll I'll just throw out since you also have I, I stacked it with the Packers defense. Hmm. I'm I'm essentially going to throw in there. Maybe this game isn't super high scoring. Um, maybe that's the angle. I'm playing a lot of Aaron Jones. I'm even playing Aaron Jones, Sean, in my Aaron Rodgers stack. I don't. Oh. You're gonna hit me up, slide into my DMs on Twitter, whatever <laughs> at Kramer centric. But I I got Rodgers, Jones, Adams, uh, Chubb, and Kelsey all onto the same team. So 
Uh, holler at me later. But uh, yeah, so I stacked Aaron Jones at 7,200 with the Packers defense at 20. I might have to steal that. All right, so Ryan, I have I have thirty one hundred dollars left, so I can do Dolphins defense. No, you should just copy me and stack Ravens it. defense. I do like stacking the defense with the running back. I, I wish I would have had more uh, of that with the Eagles. Or last week. you stack. M- my other recommendation would be a uh, you you maybe you take a uh, you just take a stab and, and twenty eight is San Francisco in there. San Francisco is in San there. Francisco could be playing against Colt McCoy. Everyone needs to know this. Yeah. If Kyler is not going to play, and they're Kyler's saying gonna play, they're right? saying shit that confuses me right now, Sean. They are talking like a team. They're talking like the Cowboys were talking about Dak. Mm-hmm. Colt well, McCoy could be the starting quarterback for the Cardinals. So that's it. That's a pivot option for you. Or do I go Raiders? Giants at home. Very bad. Bengals at home against Baker Mayfield in this torn labrum. There's a lot of juicy options. Yeah, again, I think if you're, I mean, I, I, the correlation isn't as great as like the stack stuff, but why not correlate Aaron Jones bop, right. popping in the end zone a couple extra times against the Mah- Mahomes looks bad, dude. No, I know like, the I, turnovers don't seem like they're going anywhere. I know the Giants have a decent set of members of their secondary. But but the throws weren't great plays on the secondary. No. They were just bad throws, and so anyone can turn those. And and honestly, I I something's clearly broken off the field with Patrick Mahomes. I saw the way that he greeted his brother before the game. <laughs> That's not love. The the Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes could be talking pregame about some off-field stuff, some family matters. Yeah, whatever whatever sort of weird relationship is going on between Patrick Mahomes' brother and his uh is it wife. Mahomes or looks annoyed like Mahomes' younger brother. I assume the TikTok guy's younger than him. Yeah. He he looks annoyed to be on the sideline of an NFL game. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what's going on there. You spoiled little bitch. I'm so I, I feel so bad for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and then he was doing the TikTok dance on the Sean Taylor uh, Memorial in Washington. Universally loved look. player. What the fuck's wrong with you, yeah. bro? Come TikTok. on, man. All right, fun, fun pod. Got some uh, fantasy stuff going. NFL picks pod coming tomorrow. Sure. Check out the college pod. There are what fourteen teams on the slate, the main slate this weekend. Yeah. I feel like I sh- I'll just do fourteen lineups. That feels reasonable. Yeah. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. Make sure you drop a nice rating or review over on Apple Podcasts for your chance to win free gear every Monday, aka Merch Monday for Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green, and he is Ryan. Oh man, Chiefs really suck. Kramer, let it ride.